How ready are you? On a scale of one to Liza. <laughs> <laughs> Liza in the 60s or Liza in the 40s? Because I feel 60s, like I'm in the 60s. Full of Ridland. Yeah, Ridland. They're definitely ready. <laughs> Liza. I, I'm thinking about that because I just watched the um, Canada, Canada's Drag Race. Oh, yeah. Canada. Canada? Yeah. Love Canada. Is it Scarlet Bobo? Yes, Scarlet Bobo, for yeah. sure. Um, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Feeling sausage sister eight? No, I'm not. And I won't I won't play along with your game. Our new here. show is called Sausage Sisters. <laughs> Tracy's new show is called Sausage Sisters. <laughs> oh my God. Well, we have a very exciting guest today. You can hear them laughing in yeah. the background. Give it up for Mercy Bell. <laughs> Hello. Mercy. Hi, how are you? I'm doing really good, actually. I, uh, just got, I just got my medication tweaked today. How fun! <laughs> oh, perfect! Is there a little pep in your step there? <laughs> I, I even I even bought a pill cutter just for the occasion. <laughs> I we all have them. I mean, it's just I had a part to do that for now. my last medication. They're like, well, they don't make it in that small, and I'm like, so I have to cut it every time I want to. I didn't go to pharmacy school. <laughs> I think I think what's the big difference for me is that this time I'm actually prescribed the pills that I'm cutting. So right. <laughs> It really makes a big difference. I have been there. I have done that. Uh, I feel you, like every have you, ever week... found a, have you ever found a Percocet on the floor of a casino and taken it with a swig of gin? I don't know. Change, that was not my... uh, <laughs> change Percocet with Laura Tab and Casino to Three Crow. Because yes. <laughs> How did you recognize what it was? A friend of mine knew pills. There's also PillFinder.com. I don't know if that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Google. Any like anything you see on a pill and it'll pull it up. The other day we found one at the salon and it uh it was just for like indigestion, but we all got really excited. <laughs> I, that. I know that found pill excitement is real. <laughs> Fuck, it's just what allergy medicine. <laughs> Do we have a 12 step program for found pills? That's the real question. Uh, I, I feel like the first step is don't pick that up. <laughs> like, yeah, the first step is stop looking. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, Mercy, we're very excited to have you on the show today. And then um, so what I want you to do is tell the kids a little bit about yourself, where you're from, who you know. Oh, gosh, I should probably I wish I knew some fewer people here in Nashville. <laughs> you know, the, the gay scene is so incestuous. But where isn't it? Sometimes I say that if I got arrested in Siberia, I'd meet a lesbian who had slept with somebody that I know. So. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, it's no uh, different for gay men, I promise. Oh. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, I'm a musician. I am a queer Filipino-American folk musician, and I grew up in California and Massachusetts. I lived in New York before here. Uh, Nashville is here. Um, I just released an album in October, which was doing really, really, really well. And I was going to, uh, I was touring a lot and I was going to go to South by Southwest. And the t- oh, fun. And then the tornado happened and the pandemic happened. Oh. So, yeah, it was, I even quit my job, my desk job to tour and bartend and stuff. And then that kind of, then we don't have any jobs right now. So, hey. It's really fun. It's yeah. really fun. Um, Life is a great journey. <laughs> it is, uh, it is a moving and interesting adventure for sure i feel like the great american poets rascal flats once said oh my god life is a highway god bless the broken road yeah <laughs> what hurts the most is this interview so far um 
<laughs> so I'm going to steer this. <laughs> I could have gone with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we may know a little too much about Rascal Flats, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> Um, what, why did you choose folk music? What is it about folk music that resonates with you? Um, I grew up, uh, listening to every kind of music. So it is interesting. I still haven't figured out why that kind of stuck with me. Um, maybe I just knew I was a depressive from an early age, age eight, maybe, I don't know. Um, (laughs) but like, there is something just very, uh, yeah, theatrical is the wrong word, but it's it's so emotional and it's so simple. And I've always been struck by the ability to do very to do a lot to evoke a lot of emotions with very little instrumentation mm-hmm. or very little kind of pomp and circumstance. Even though I love pop music, I love production, I love all of that stuff. But when it comes down to what naturally happens from my brain, it's kind of like how how can I make somebody cry with the least amount of effort basically so <laughs> play uh what hurts the most yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love i love folk music it's one of my favorite genres mike always yeah. listens to me or talk about country and folk so it's a lot yeah. of fun i don't mind it i like some folk music like what trixie mattel oh yeah <laughs> do you know trixie mattel i don't think so the Maybe drag queen uh, she has an album called Malibu. It's fantastic. Well, it's, she had two albums before that were that were like true folk, yeah, like mm-hmm. charted on the folk. Um, wow! It was two birds and then one stone, and they're okay. both very light arrangements. Auto harp, yeah, <laughs> like it's Auto great. Harp. Um, um, but enough about Trixie. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna look it up. You yeah, should. It's, it's really good. Really great albums. Um, what is your songwriting process like? Um, I usually do a lot of journaling. I kind of got my start in all forms of creativity, just writing prose at first. And so I'll write, I'll journal, I'll write kind of nonfiction, um, kind of the way you might do it in a creative writing class. And Mm -hmm. then I, since I'm a sadist, I'm like, how can I edit this down even more so that people with no attention spans can like hear what I'm saying, like less is more, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I do love, I also grew up singing in choir and theater and stuff. So, and I love pop music. So I always like to, I like to add whatever I've written to something like a hook that has been stuck in my head for a few days. So it's kind of a multi-step process. It's like, I'll write the journal type side, like lyrical mm-hmm. stuff on one side. And then any, any hooks have to have been sitting in my head for a bunch of days. Like I have to wake up, have it with that in my head for me to like, mm-hmm. put it down on like as a mm-hmm. demo or whatever. So um, that's really yeah. fun. That's yeah. cool. When you write, do you use guitar or piano? Um, it depends. So I'll usually write with my, like I'll, I'll, I'll write vocally. So Sia does this a lot. Um, because she doesn't play instruments. Uh, so she'll kind of like hum like hum a hook. And I'll tend to like hum hooks. Because if I can vocally remember it, because your, your, vo- your voice is a, its own muscle memory. If I can vocally remember something, it I know it's going to be a good song, at least from my point of view. So, mm-hmm. um, and then I'll t- kind of transpose that to guitar or keys or something like that. Um, so usually I start writing 
vocally and then I the instrument comes next. I think it's mm -hmm. just because I trained as a uh, in voice for so long that it just my first instrument is the voice. Mm -hmm. I'm actually cool. a really shitty guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you only need like three chords? That's all you got. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's true. <laughs> or you know, one good man to mansplain you. Oh, oh yeah. God. That's not just very the helpful. Best. <laughs> the fucking work. I hate men. Men are the worst. Hashtag not all men. <laughs> Do you run into that when you go into the studio? Like, oh my god, yes. Oh. It's <laughs> it's you know it's fine. I mean, I don't want to like I've I. It's hard to like. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a pause. I'm gonna pause when agitated right now so that I don't like go into. Hey, that's fair. Story. That's fair. Yeah. Um, it, yes, it's very frustrating to be a female musician um, who knows, who is good. I'm good at what I do. Like, I'm a good songwriter. I'm a good singer. But there are a lot of times when so much time gets wasted because somebody, usually a, like a cisgendered man, is just like mansplaining you things that you already know. And I'm just <laughs> like, I'm you're, you're wasting my time and my money right now. I already know how to do this. I could have done this without you. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so it is, I just like, I try not to dwell on it because music is such a fast paced industry that it's like, I, you might, when you're on tour, you have to load in, set up all this stuff. And just, mm -hmm. you don't have time to just be bitter and cynical about things. You're just like, all right, problem solving. You just, I'm going to ignore you basically. So God, the world would be a lot better without a lot of straight white men. <laughs> I know that's so true. Oh gosh. Um, you talk about you love the pop music and you love everything. Who are like your influences? Oh my gosh. Max Martin, I he is my favorite songwriter of all time, hands down. Barnum. He can he is, every song that every pop song that you know, that's Max yeah. Martin. Yes. Every single one from your entire life, from I Want It <laughs> That Way up until now, like probably I don't know what his last one he, was. I think he Normani, uh, I think Normani Motivation, he co-wrote yeah. that, which is like yeah. the most recent one. So it's, ugh. He's I so have good. His, yeah. I would have his babies. I don't even want to <laughs> have babies, but I would have his babies. Like, <laughs> just give me a turkey baster. I'm ready to go. Can do that. <laughs> I just like, I just see the cha-ching, cha-ching, the royalties. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> have you ever met him or worked with him? Oh, I wish yeah. someday. Hopefully, Max, if you're out there, sorry for <laughs> saying I have your children, especially if you're partnered but, and you're well, not in an open relationship that, you know, my apologies. But. Yeah. Well, if he's listening to us, he's really having a bad day. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so, you, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, it's fine. Cool beans. <laughs> Slap you. Um <laughs> Along with Max Martin, do you what um, any musicians inspire you, or are you just so songwriter focused that like that's kind of where you start, and then all, um, all else? I do love uh, musician songwriters like Jenny Lewis, Patty Griffin, and so they're like polar. Sufjan Stevens, Regina Spector, they're very different from Max Martin. They're more of like the folksy Americana mm -hmm. side of things. I love them. I've seen Jenny Lewis so many times. I do love Casey Musgraves so much um patty griffin love her the dixie chicks love them love oh the good chicks. well we finally found some common ground with mike <laughs> he loves the dixie chicks i love. I, 
Oh, we did. I did um, a couple years ago, two years ago, I did a Dixie Chicks tribute at the Basement East. And it was, awesome. I remember seeing the poster for that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so fun. It was also a shit show, but it was really fun. <laughs> it, we sold out the Basement East. It was so much fun. It was like, yeah, it was, I will never do a tribute show again because it was exhausting and I'm too ADHD. But <laughs> for like a year afterwards, I'd walk around Nashville, people would be like, you did the Dixie Chicks thing. And I was like, yes, did you, did you have a good time? <laughs> I had been drinking whiskey the entire night. Yes. So I, it's no, I don't know how I got any of the, you know, any of the chords right. I completely <laughs> lived off of charisma that evening. <laughs> I feel like Natalie Maines would fully support that oh so. totally <laughs> absolutely she can fully support me however she likes yeah. she's I, i'm obsessed with her and i have been for so many years but she's just the best like oh, just the absolute best um what country music influenced you oh i love shania twain <gasps> come yes. on i do i, I love those legs when i was nine years old and so didn't know what being gay was <laughs> I was you were looking like, at her. Something about this. What is it? What is it about this tall woman with a butt? And it's like I should have known. <laughs> and then she had shirtless men. She was really responsible for a lot of she really sexual was. awakenings. I'm gonna. I'm gonna people. be honest. I knew I was gay because I wanted to wear that fucking coat she was wearing in the desert. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's like, fair. ooh, what's in the hat box? I don't care about anything else. Like, <laughs> do you? I mean, I, I've been listening to Shania Twain's greatest hits for like a week now. Like, man, I feel like a woman is my apparent man. new thing that I like to listen to in the morning. Oh wow! Um, I went from absolutely <laughs> hating it to loving it. Oh, I, I mean, I love Shania. She's great. Do you think she did what she did because she has so many gay fans? Because I think she totally. Did, what, what do you mean? Just oh, like with Orville Peck. No, just like in general. Like her, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't either. I think I'm high. Okay. Oh, don't we love this? <laughs> this is amazing. This is gonna take some left um, and right and round. Speaking the- of Orville Peck, um, <laughs> what do you think about other like queer artists kind of coming out? Um, and kind of pushing the focus in a lot of different genres is that, I mean, that's kind of exciting, right? I love it. I also just, maybe it's cause I'm an Aquarius, but I'm also an other, I've grown up my whole life not fitting in like, cause like I grew up, I'm part Filipino, but people think I'm Mexican all the time. And they think I'm Latino and people or Middle Eastern. So like I walk into a room and people think that I'm Brown and I am Brown and it's like, I have, I never walk into a room and people just never assume that I'm just one of them. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm othered from the minute I walk into any room and then be coming out as a bisexual and like totally sexually fluid, uh, growing up on the East coast and the West coast coming to the South. It's just like, I have grown up, um, as an other my whole life. And so I love it when other people start to come out and being like, I'm an other also, I don't fit in. Like, I love the chaos that ensues. I like sit back like the Cheshire cat and I'm like, bring it on. Let's shake this up. I love a little, I love a little chaos and I love watching people stir the pot. I live for it. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. 
That's that's exciting. <laughs> that's um, yes. So you're I, um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna be like you know talk about how much I love chaos even more, but. <laughs> <laughs> And, and like, I hate closets. Like, the, uh, people need to come out of every closet. I mean, not going to force people to, because obviously it's not safe for a lot of people to, but it's like, people need to speak their truth. Yeah, come out, y'all. Whatever it is. If you I have a foot that. fetish, come out. <laughs> if you have uh, mental health issues, come out. Just, like, come out, you know? Yeah, totally. I was fully on the same page with you, and you were like, uh, when you said, I don't like closets, I was like, you don't like, like, architectural closets you don't like to store <laughs> things no i okay. do like I, <laughs> oh i had to have my closet door fixed recently oh. by a very hot woman very tall hot woman with a good oh. butt so <laughs> Ooh, yeah speaking of tall hot women are you dating anybody right now is that something uh, you're focusing on right now <laughs> it's that's a, that's a, that's maybe the one thing i won't talk about right now there we go nashville is too small <laughs> got it got it totally understand well then let's go back to your album um so it came okay. out in october um yes. have you had more than one single on it what was the journey for um making the album Yep. Um, so I have had two singles off of it so far. Three, actually. So Home, uh, which is like an Americana song about drinking too much and doing too many drugs. Uh, and then Skip to the Part, which is like a pop song about falling in love with a girl who isn't ready to come out of the closet yet. And then Black Dress, which is a love song um, about just, you know, heartbreak. Uh, so those are my three singles so far. Um, and this, the album was like two years in the making um, in terms of just like working a lot, funding it, recording it, rehearsing it. Um, Cause we did it completely independently. So none of us had any, ask, yeah. yeah, we didn't have a record label. We got a little bit of money from United Talent Agency, which is um, I've worked for them for many years and they, like to give grants to employees who are doing passion projects. So they gave me some money to help uh, mix and master it at the end. But other That's than awesome. that, I, yeah, I worked two jobs. I worked a desk job and a bar job, Rosemary and Beauty Queen. Um, I love that place. It's, well, we love oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> I can, I'll, I will, I will make drinks for you all day. Yes. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've been working, I would work two jobs and then on any spare time, all my friends are like, yeah, you disappeared like two years ago, three years ago. And I was like, yeah, cause I was making an album. <laughs> like, like right. that's, that's, I was working two jobs and making an album and I disappeared. Like, I, I don't think I saw people who weren't musicians or coworkers for like two years. Oh, wow. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a lot of, a lot of just hustling and just making like, I, I, uh, it was obsessive about it. And then finally, you know, we, we released it in October and then all gears shifted over to um, like touring it and promoting it and uh, doing everything independently is really just like a full-time job on top of other full-time jobs. But right. we got to do, we got to control everything, which is priceless. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Um, how much time do you have to spend in the studio for an album? Oh man, we did. Oh, we did like so. You book like three days at a time, and they're ten-hour days. So we did like 
four or five sessions of that. I don't know what the math was, but you want almost like two weeks straight in a studio. Wow. Um, yeah. And then on, then you add mixing and mastering on top of that. And that's like another week. So you could do like a month basically. Um, straight. But we, yeah, but we did it broken up into um, whenever we had spare time. So like if I ever would have like a long weekend from both my jobs, I would like book three or four days and then right. we wait, we'd wait a month and then do it again. And then if I would have like one day off in the middle of the week, I would like book extra time. So um, that's the first time anybody's ever asked that. That's like a great <laughs> question actually. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you keep saying we, do you collaborate with your band members or do you like co-writers? How does that yeah, work? Yeah. So the album was, um, I wrote, well, I'd say 80% of the songs by myself or have like one or two other co-writers. Uh, and then we, I, we produced it. There's three of us. It was me, Abby Harrison, who's in a bunch of bands and Trace Faulkner. Um, and we, uh, it was like the three of us just like producing it. And we were all in a band, the band together. Um, right now in the pandemic, there's no band. It's like, nobody's doing anything. So it's like, you know, it's a different story. But then the other, my other bandmate uh, was Gordy Collins, who was on keys. And then Abby was playing drums. And then we would get session players for everything else. So like we had Larissa Maestro, who's a genius. She's in my so-called band and does a lot of stuff around town. Like she did all the strings. She did it with Kristen Weber. Uh, and we just had, oh man, so many cool like so many cool session players coming in and just like knocking it out of the ballpark. So it was really a labor of love. Like I will look back, I can die happy knowing I made this album being like, that was a part of my life that was like beautiful and bohemian. And now I have a pink vinyl too. That is like, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm really proud of it. It's, it was a labor of love and it's, it sounds exactly like I wanted it to in my head. So that's amazing for me. It's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Really oh, and fun. we recorded it at the bomb shelter. So like anybody who's like a musician in Nashville will be like, oh, that's, they always want to know where that is. So it's, I recorded at the bomb shelter. Shout <laughs> out to <Drew>. yeah. <laughs> uh, I was, cause so we, we Googled you beforehand just to, Yay! I saw you did some sessions at Blackbird or mm -hmm. some filmed sessions. Yes. Was, how did that come about? That was awesome. We worked with this wonderful company out of Brazil that does this, I guess the equivalent is like the PBS of Brazil. Um, uh, and they did a whole series about Nashville musicians and they filmed me. And then a bunch of my friends actually got in on there too, like Ben Delacour and Chris Watts and Kim, Kimberly Kelly, just like awesome friends of mine. And we, um, we just basically spent like a day in there just going through a bunch of my songs. And they were like the coolest dudes. And they're all like, come to Brazil. And I was like, I want to come. I wanted to come this year. <laughs> this pandemic is ruining everything. Yeah, I know. So, but that was really fun. It was, they're also just handed me this $10,000 guitar. I was like, you really don't want to give me a $10,000. <laughs> you don't, you don't. I literally dislocated my knee making guacamole once. You oh, don't God. need, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to give me. She is clumsy, careful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a caution tape for a reason. Yeah, it, I wear it as a bra. That's basically uh, it. I do that with red flags. 
<laughs> yeah, but it's a turn on sometimes. What can I say? Oh, well, the, the crazy ones will love you the best. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> you know some crazy ones. I do. They're all terrible. That's for that's for part two. Of this yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, speaking of a part two, do you want to guys want to take a quick break? And yes, that would be great. We can continue in just a moment. Absolutely. Sweet. And we're back. There it is. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite thing that I do. Welcome that back. And say cool beans. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Um, so we're we're still here with Mercy. Yes. Um, hey. We were talking, and then we were like, oh, wait, we should probably start recording. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you were talking about doing the Media Blitz in yes. October when the um, when the album came out. What was yeah. that like? And had you been on so many interviews all at once? Like, Oh, man. See, I had never – I went basically from being just kind of like a – I like to say a grubby singer-songwriter, that, which is grubby is wrong because I take a lot of showers, but uh, <laughs> I – like, you know, you just never do that kind of thing when you're super independent, and then all of a sudden I got um, a lot of media attention really quickly, and I realized I – don't know how to do an interview. I say like constantly. I had to prune that from my vocabulary. I became super self-conscious about it. Uh, And a lot of the questions that people ask you or ask me, I had never thought about before. And so sometimes people would ask me questions and I would be, I would realize that I didn't know how to answer it. And then three days later, I would have, I would have an answer for it, but it would already have been, you know, the journalist, you can't take, take it back you can't be the email the journalist and be like i have an answer for you now (laughs) (laughs) please don't run that (laughs) yeah so like honestly like there was one day i had three interviews in one day and by the last interview of the day i was so on it and i felt bad because that journalist ended up getting probably the best interview of the day it was something i had to practice it's so funny it's Mm -hmm. so much of life is things you practice it's really uh you know i think it's interesting i think it's all just chaos and we're just navigating through it (laughs) oh yeah exactly (laughs) was it a lot of the same questions is that why the last interview was like i got answers for this (laughs) yeah i noticed that a lot of uh therapists geez that's where my head's at a lot of journalists (laughs) 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 that's a freudian slip um but a lot of journalists will ask the same questions but there's enough of individuality in everybody that they will throw something really interesting in there. It keeps on, keeps you on your toes, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, right when I think that I know what somebody's going to ask, they'll come in with some really interesting question that, um, and I think it's just because the nature of people who are interviewing me just tend to, the fact that they've, they've actually listened to my music means that they, I don't know, are interested in somebody who's quite, the other, you know, I'm mm-hmm, a person of, I'm part Filipino and I'm queer and I'm writing folk music that sometimes has synths, synths and strings and steel guitar and stuff like that. So uh, 
there's a certain thoughtfulness to everybody that interviewed me. And mm-hmm. I'm really grateful about that. They're very, very like thoughtful people. That's awesome. Yeah. And very including, sweet. including yourselves. Oh, thanks. <laughs> we gave no thought to this, but thank you. <laughs> well, <laughs> God. Some of us think more than others. Okay. <clears throat> um, okay, wait. So you've said Filipino a couple times. Yeah. Um, my grandparents are in Washington, and there's a large Filipino community there. Mm-hmm. And so whenever we went to go visit them, we spent, that's all of their friends are Filipino people. <laughs> nice. So, like, we ate all their food. I used to have my grandma would send me um, freeze dried lumpia. <gasps> Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I do lumpia parties. You're invited to the next one. Please. Oh, perfect. And it's their, um, it's like little meat, pork meat roll, um, Mm -hmm. egg rolls. Your favorite. Everybody loves. Oh, they're so good. That sounds great. Yeah. I'm starving. Oh, yeah. Next time we have a lumpia party, we, everybody, like, there's enough Filipinos and then we always have our, like, non-Filipino friends. So please come. I mean, it probably has to be smaller now in COVID times, but I've been hankering for it, and it's oh, really fun. It's I love so that. Good. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, Let's it, go now. <laughs> yes. Come on over. I always um, – I remember being younger, and we would, like, leave something, and I – would like joke to my mom and be like, they know my grandparents, they, they know they're not Filipino. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but we adopt, we love to adopt. People, I, yeah. So, I spent a know. lot of time, like their neighbors on both sides, I spent a lot of time with them. Um, they, they play cards like every week. So well, you should send them this podcast so that they uh, know that there's a Filipino talking to you. That's a great I idea. I think my grandma yes. would be terrified. But... <laughs> <laughs> if she had to listen to some of the shit that comes out of our mouths. Yeah. She's, she's the only grandparent when I came out, my mom told her and she goes, is he sure? <laughs> no, I was like, yeah, he's, he's pretty sure. Uh, oh my God. That's hilarious. See sure. See sure. Very Catholic. So. Uh, oh, um, I understand that totally. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so I think that's. I mean, is we've talked a lot about music. Mm-hmm. Um, talked a lot about you. I have one thing written down that we can talk about. It's kind of goofier stuff. Um, you mentioned astrology. That you're Ooh, a what are Aquarius, you? Aquarius. Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Can you explain how you fold that into your daily life? Neither of us are. Nope. <laughs> Um, I know I'm a Pisces and that's it. I know I'm a Leo. I love a Pisces. I love a Leo. Um, That's all I know. Do you you use that in your daily life or? Um, I think as a queer woman, you kind of have to learn it because so much of queer women talk about it so much. But I like to say, yeah, you know, but I like to say that I believe in everything 10% and nothing. And so like I kind of don't believe in anything and I believe in everything all at once so I'll give anything a try you know it's hard for me to take it oh gosh I'm gonna they're gonna be kicked out of being gay for this but (laughs) I don't really take it seriously but Mm. at the same time it's like if I'm I'm not gonna make somebody fun of somebody for their belief in like one thing if you know like I just don't do that I mean you know I I can believe in everything that I've ever believed in all in one day and then also keep my mind open for the fact that nothing exists and we're only just amoebas that have been electrocuted and that's fine also <laughs> what a spectrum we're a yeah <laughs> we're a sims ep- or a game almost that episode <laughs> I feel like sometimes though um things that are set like 
relationship-wise, astrology yeah. does kind of it rings true for some some people. Um, I, anytime I've read um, stuff that's like this is what you are, I'm like I identify with that. Mm. So you know what I have to say. Most of the time, I don't believe in astrology, but I always believe in Scorpios and Geminis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. The... <laughs> Sorry to our uh, Scorpio listeners. It's okay. I <laughs> my best friends are Scorp. My best friends and many of my exes are Scorpios and Geminis, mm-hmm. and I love them all. So it's you know, it works. It works. It's fine. Yeah. So you wouldn't date someone based on a non-compatible astrology symbol. Oh, no, I do what I want. Okay, there we yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yes! Cool. We've never had anyone talk about astrology, so I was like, ooh, I want to know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, queer women take it very seriously. I'm, I probably don't take it seriously enough, but I do know I, I love Geminis and Scorpios enough to have be surrounded by them. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of gay men, but I feel like they just try to use it as a person. Oh, yeah, no, I'm being an asshole because I'm feeling very Virgo at the moment. Sorry, Mercury. <laughs> what? Mercury's in retrograde. Yeah, Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> I hate that. God. I do like to get my tarot cards read, though. It is fun. Uh, I went to a drag show in New York once and the queen like missed her Uber was late. And she just kept referring. She's like, y'all Mercury is in retrograde. Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think of when I think of astrology. Anyways, um, let's get to some fun questions. Let's do it. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Good. It's time for Q and gay with, with Mike, Mike and Trey. And Trey. <laughs> <laughs> I love to see people's reactions when we're like, <laughs> Well, we say it together. Yeah, Normally, like, we don't um, ever say it together. What? <laughs> um, so all right, good. I'll start. What toy did you never get as a kid that you always wanted? Oh, a skateboard. I just bought one. Oh. Nice. Have you fallen yeah. on it yet? <laughs> no, I have a pretty good balance oh, okay. somehow. Yeah, but, you know, I'm an adult. I bought myself a damn skateboard. <laughs> That's right. I love that. <laughs> For me, having adult money is a bad idea. <laughs> I'll just buy random fucking shit all day. Like today when I bought AirPods for myself, I was like, oh, I want Ooh, them. Oh, nice. Fun. But that's like, that's not like a ridiculous thing. Yeah. Well, I started um, working at David's salon just mm-hmm. like a couple, couple times a week. And for me to also do work and stuff there, I need to have headphones. So I was like, oh. well, I need it. Oh, smart. I like that. I like so how he justified that. Yeah. I had to Practical. really justify it in my head. <laughs> Like to listen to school stuff, like that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. Practical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff yeah. that's really going to happen. It's really, I just wanted the iPod or the AirPod Pros. but I love them. Yeah. I love mine. I yeah. wear them all the time. Anyways. Okay, here we go. What song do you never want to hear again? Oh, never want to hear again. I don't know. I tend to, huh. What? That's a really hard one. I mm-hmm. can't think of anything. I just don't listen to things that I don't like. <laughs> That's fair. I'm going to go with uh, the Black Eyed Peas, Let's Get It Started. Oh, that's, yeah. It's in a commercial. <laughs> Every oh. time I watch it, I'm like, what the fuck is that? I hate it. How do you feel about I Got a Feeling? Oh, I, I hate the Black Eyed Peas. Let's just go there. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't they aren't just at the DNC? Do they perform or something? I'm thinking. I'm sure Fergie screamed it. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. Um... 
you're so stupid. I... <laughs> It's your fault, not mine. Uh, what song do you wish you wish? Uh, <laughs> what song <laughs> do you wish you could have written? Oh, I want it that way by by the really. <laughs> I'd be so rich. Oh my god, you, oh, that's true. Just I just like what one day of like Celine Dion's royalties. That's oh, it. one day, one. Like, can you day. imagine? It's just I could roll naked in a big pile of money just a giant fur coat again oh you know what actually and also it just came out taylor swift the one that is a perfect song oh it's it's, i was just listening that on my way here and it's it's like i love taylor swift with a fiery passion and (gasps) so do we so do we i will fight anybody that that shit talks her and i was like you wouldn't do it if she was a boy that's for sure oh yeah um but she that is a perfect song and she does things that i wish like that song is perfect. It's like exactly how I, it's how I want to write songs. So mm-hmm. that one. Do you enjoy her new album? Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, also, might... also Casimir Pulaski Day by Sufjan Stevens. It's a great death song. <laughs> it's a great gay death song. It's you know so yeah. <laughs> this is the, so the I I you you opened up a box a can Uh-oh. of worms. I yeah. I love this game. It's my yeah, favorite yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> Your turn, Tammy. Oh, it's my turn. Great. I have. We have these really right fun now. books that have um, questions in them, so it's. Fun. Oh, my therapist makes me do that to like get closer to people. That's great. Oh. <laughs> well, if you didn't know, we're gonna take off a mask. <laughs> we're gonna send you an invoice after this. I, you know, I I love a therapist. What can I say? <laughs> okay, if you were stranded on a desert island, nope, deserted island. Got it. They could only have one piece of music with you. What would it be? Oh, probably uh, Talking Body by Tovlo. I love that song. Oh my God. I could talk about Tovlo for hours. I saw her in concert and I was spiritually aroused. I've seen her boobies more than I can say that I really know. (laughs) She's. Oh, she's she's a dream. Mm-hmm. I love her so much. She's, that she, concert was so good. She just seems so cool. Just yeah. laid back and everything. Have you seen her movie Fairy Dust? No. She's in a fantastic. movie? Okay, I well, got she it. made oh. a like a visual album. Oh, okay, I got to watch. Ladywood. It's it's fantastic. Oh, Fairy also Dust. West all of West Side Story would be the album that I would bring. That's a good okay. One. Are you a musical person or oh, just that specific? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I just yes. said specifical. Specifical. Specifical, <laughs> the musical. Yeah, I I grew up doing musical theater. So oh, okay. Yes. Me too. Yay! <laughs> I, you would never be able to tell with how talented and professional I am. <laughs> I've been asking you to watch Hamilton for months and you still haven't, so <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't watched Hamilton. I haven't had time to watch Hamilton yet. You haven't had time? Nope. <laughs> what do you think about Hamilton? I, I love it. And I was a history major, so it was, uh, it's very, I, it's, it's great. I, I do love it. Uh, it is a lot for my brain to absorb. It was more than the average bear musical. There's a lot of information yeah, in it, you have but to, it's awesome. It's mm-hmm. a, you have to you watch it and then maybe listen to the soundtrack and yeah. then maybe watch it again, and then you'll really get it. Because there's a okay. lot going on. There is a lot. It is, like, jam-packed of information. It's not just, like, you know, 
wicked or lame is or something it's very there's like dates and history and facts and things i was like oh i need a adderall for this so <laughs> there were points where i would like pause me like i want to what i want to know more yeah. About <laughs> yeah that's right yeah the music is just so good and so well performed mm-hmm. i've become a few a huge fan of david diggs now so oh yeah he's a babe yeah i'll watch it. i'll watch it <laughs> i'm sure you will <laughs> Um, I didn't watch Cats either. Are you going to yell at me for that? No, I'm not. <laughs> All right, then. There is... Um, I'm killing it today. I'm yeah, you sorry. are. sorry. Um, no, I was going to talk about Wonder Woman for a second, but that has Why nothing. not? Why? Well, there's a new trailer out for Wonder Woman. Do you... Are you a, like a movie fan um y- yes yes and no but i'm there's so many superhero movies that i'm backlogged on i okay. just watched i just caught up with batman let's put it that way like it's oh, been wow. years yeah okay. <laughs> the tim burton ones like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, the, uh, that's a little while ago so. <laughs> just like 30 years of movies that you've missed. yeah <laughs> backlog that's it that's all. well there i just saw a thing kristen wig is playing a character in Wonder Woman, but she's a cat. She becomes a cat. She becomes Cheetah, but it <laughs> looks like ten times better than the whole movie Cats. And it was, it was stupid. <clears throat> oh my gosh! What a fun I the last, I think the last one I saw was the one with Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, Logan. I think that was a good one. Oh, like the R-rated one. Oh yeah, he's really hot. Too, that was so good. It's like, yeah. you know, I have not seen that either. <laughs> You are useless as a person. He's very attractive. He is. And then if you, I, yeah, I agree. I if agree. you go watch videos of him doing his like push up where he like claps, I was watching that to like convince myself to do it. I was able to do two clap push up claps where you like push yourself up and clap. I was got two, and then I was worried I was going to hurt my face, so I stopped. <laughs> I uh, could not do that if you paid me to do it. <laughs> so you're interested in history. If you could choose to go on a date with any one person from history, who would it be? Oh. Elizabeth Taylor. I bet I could make oh. her... I bet I could make her switch sides. Mm. Oh, Oh, yeah. I was going to say, wasn't she with Debbie Reynolds? But no. She stole her husband. Yeah, I was going to say, she's still Debbie, uh, whatever her name is, husband. Debbie Reynolds? Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> you just said it. <laughs> Goofball. Um, I think, did you have any other questions? Nope. Okay. <laughs> that was Q and Gay. With Mike and Trey. Um, so is there anything we haven't covered? Anything you want to talk about? Anything you have coming up? No, no, no. there's nothing coming up. COVID. <laughs> so COVID tomorrow. COVID next week. COVID next year, probably. Somebody, yeah, we're never going to get there because idiots. And, um, oh, my God. I know. Yeah. How are your, do you, do you have family in Massachusetts and California yes, still? I do. Uh, how I are do. they doing with all that? All um, this? They, it was really scary in the beginning for them. It was like scary the way it's never gotten scary here. Mm-hmm. And ne- they've just basically like locked everybody out. So like, I can't go visit them right now. I mean, I guess I could, but it's an ordeal, you know? So mm-hmm. they, I think the East coast and the West coast are just kind of like clamping down on everything. Um, and so they're good now but in the beginning in march and april it was scary and i have a lot of friends because i used to live in new york and 
they a lot of my friends still live in New York and I was just hearing dispatches from what it was like for them and it was it was coloring my view of the pandemic here because so many people that I love live in places where it was so scary mm -hmm. and I was hearing them talk about it and not like meanwhile nothing's happening in Nashville everybody I know in Nashville's like you're going crazy and I was like I mean my people that I love are suffering mm -hmm, so right. and it's like they are locked up hardcore there's like dead bodies in trucks outside so it was like it oh my was my, I know my brain was crazy at that point I'm a lot better now but you know Zoloft Ugh. also well so. there was a lot to take in so yeah I yeah. think everyone got a little crazy yeah. oh yeah and if it's... you didn't you were clearly weren't thinking about it oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean how could you not pay attention to it but people do um one of the guys that I work with starting in early February was like telling everyone in the office like this is a problem like as it started to spread in China and he's like countries are shutting down and I was all of us were like you're crazy we're perfectly fine <laughs> and then I started do you use reddit um sometimes to like figure out how to look hotter with like skincare regimen but that's about <laughs> it <laughs> well there were there a subreddit started about COVID and it started like 10 or 15,000 people. And that's when I started it, but it, it, it read it as an echo chamber of itself. So it was a lot of people like feeding the same kind of information. And I started getting really paranoid. I was like, things are bad. Things are not going well. And it's then the as we got world. into March, I was like, shit. And then this subreddit grew up. It was like 5 million people all at once. And you're like, okay, this is serious, but that's a lot. I don't know it why is, I was just rambling about. I that, love but. that. That's what that is. A, that's like a, a, a oral representation of what all of our brains were doing mm -hmm. in, in March and April. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> um, but I think that's everything. I think that's good. Thank you for coming on the yeah. show. Oh, thanks for asking me. I, of course. You know, yeah. It's just going to be fun to listen to when I'm like, you know, when we're post pandemic and I'll be like, oh, that's a little time capsule from the pandemic. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The pandemic. <laughs> the pandem. the pandem. <laughs> um, if people want to find you on like social media, where can they find you? Um, I am mercybell.com. That'll take you to Spotify and Apple Music and Tidal. Mercy Bell on Instagram, Mercy Bell on Twitter. And I think I'm Mercy Bell Music on Facebook. So, awesome. yeah, cool. it's easy. Good, good. Tracy, you can find me at Tracy Otomy on all of this stuff. Perfect. And on Spotify and Apple and um, your new single Napster. Napster. Uh, I love LimeWire. Do we do? Lime oh Wire? God, LimeWire. <laughs> Uh, there was nothing like downloading a like a illegal copy of uh, Miss Independent with the <laughs> chorus loop and someone going AOL first listen. Yeah. The entire way <laughs> God, I love LimeWire. <laughs> um, you can find me at Mr. Mike Gill and then follow the podcast at Gayspace Pod. Subscribe to us, leave us comments, um, rate us on Apple and Spotify, mm -hmm. and check out our merch on NashvilleDrag.com. Yes, Ooh. perfect. And that's everything. That's All it. Right. You have a fabulous night. Oh, I'm going to go pound some ice cream. I yes. <laughs> I might do the same. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye. Bye, Mercy. Bye. Thank you. Bye.